With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right, and they're a little too far away, and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Chris Sinzak. I'm your host. Aaron Camaro will be with me shortly. Just want to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode where I talked to Blanche Napoleon. And a fun episode to do. Was really appreciative of all the good feedback we got from it. And, um, yeah, I was... was, uh, impressed with our decibel geek audience because i didn't i don't think i got one single negative response on it because uh, i it's not that i wasn't proud of the episode but it was not very hard rock and metal related although it was vinnie vincent related and you know you get plenty of that here um but yeah it, you know people seem to love the talk and i'm glad we put it out and uh thanks again to blanche for coming on the show um before i get into geeks of the week uh i just want to you know take a moment and thank all you guys for listening to the show every week we get Amazing response from you guys every week. I get emails from new listeners that are just now coming on board. And we're going to hit the four-year mark soon. It's uh, hard to believe. I, You know, when I started this show up and then when Aaron came on board, we, you know, we just thought this would be a fun thing to do. We didn't, we didn't I don't think we, either of us envisioned it, you know, getting this big of an audience and um, this much worldwide reach uh, in four years' time, or that we'd even be doing it in four years' time. It was a fun thing to do, and we've just stuck with it. And you guys listening and all the great feedback you give us is a big reason why we keep doing it. Another reason is the great staff we have here uh, on the site and for the show and all the other things. You know, We've got Mike, who runs the Instagram, Patrick, who's running the YouTube channel, um, Rich and Wally, and all of the writers that are uh, that are on board that do great articles. And, you know... You know, everybody that got into this, that is a contributor to the site, um, they all got into it because they like the show. But, uh, yeah, we're coming up on four years, and we have a lot of stuff in the works. There's a brand-new version of the website that's going to come out and some other cool stuff. And uh, you will see uh, more of our ugly mugs in the future as we will move into video a bit. We'll still be an audio show, but video is going to play a part in uh, the plans for this year, 2015. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Geeks of the Week for this week. These are the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter last week's episode 174 with Blanche Napoleon. Geeks of the Week this week are Mike Blunt, Warren Money, Mark Alden-Taylor, Baco, Todd Cunningham, Robert Foster, Trevor McDougal, Ian Wadley of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Jeff Hoagland, Wally Norton, Derek Novak, Andrew Jacobs, Joe Royland, Brent Walter, Matt Severson of the Paperback Rocker Podcast, Chad Pollock, Brian Knapp, Darren Parkin, Westside Dave, Sit and Spin with Joe, Enoch Sarion. How's that for a name? The Mooger Fugger. D- how's that for a name? DC, Viking Girl, Billy Hardaway, Hoops, and Joe Royland. Thank you all. We really appreciate it. Man, it's good to know that so many people out there all over the whole wide world got the back of the Decibel Geek podcast spreading the word for us. You know, it's, it's always good to get a good reference. 
Yeah, and I'll never tire of reading your names off, guys, because you're our marketing department. Absolutely, and you guys deserve all the credit in the world, along with the people that are leaving us fantastic reviews on iTunes. That's totally. very, very, very important. If you got a moment, I know it's kind of a pain in the ass. We, we wouldn't ask you if it didn't mean so much to us, but if you could, if you would, if you love us, you'll go to iTunes and take the time to leave us a fantastic review. Hit the fifth star. That's us, the Decibel Geek Podcast. We'll love you forever. We really would, because yeah, it's it's it seems like a pain in the ass, but guys, if you do it, it it means a lot. And we will uh, I'm gonna start making a habit of reading some of these iTunes reviews off. Maybe that'll add some extra motivation because it's, like it's a pain in the ass. The ones that are on there, man. If yeah. if I'm ever feeling down in the dumps, you know, and I need something to pick me up, it's not cold gin. It's going and reading our iTunes reviews because makes me smile every single time along with vodka and orange juice Woo! so are you ready to have some fun today absolutely today we're digging deep we're getting we're getting demolicious and this is uh something that actually a lot of you listeners have suggested over the years over four years of you know nearly four years of doing the yeah. show people saying you guys got to do a show on really cool demos and um you know had people send plenty of suggestions and right Thanks to the power of YouTube, there's lots of great ones available. Yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing nowadays, you know. Thanks to the internet, you know, at a time when we were younger and you know it was the internet wasn't so prevalent, you never heard heard this stuff. Not you unless know, you went you, to like conventions and sought it out. Right? Know? Yeah, you got in the the tape trading deal, you yeah, know, and got into that, that stuff. But man, you know, demos nowadays are so readily available everywhere you look yeah. on the internet, and there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And you know what? I had a really good time doing the research and picking my songs Me for too. today. And uh, you know, and we found so many cool ones, and had so many people suggest really cool ones that this is definitely something we'll come back to regularly. Oh yeah, there's going to be a demolicious two, maybe a demolicious three, and if, and more maybe because yeah, yeah probably there's more. there's so many cool ones that we found. There was a lot I had to pass on, and we, so these are just a sample size of what we found. Heck yeah! And one thing about it is you don't have to do a lot of homework because let's face it, much when to it, learn when it comes to demos. There's not a whole lot to tell. These are songs that bands had worked on in the studio and you know got together and played them and recorded them in hopes nine times out of ten that these songs would make it onto their next album sometimes they do sometimes they don't but here's one i guess i'm going to start off yeah and i've got one here and it's basically you know the band in a room with their instruments kicking ass you know demoing songs for the new album being that this one's a song completely about doing heroin i'm guessing motley Crue was working on this one for the girls 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 album I might be wrong about that, but either way, man, I think this one should have made the album, could have made the album, and is a kick-ass demo song. So you be the judge right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, getting demolicious with you. It's Motley Crue with So Good, So Bad.
minutes after hearing that song. Yeah, yeah. man, that'll do it. Man, that's uh, you know, and that's the that's a definite demo. It's you know, it's trashy sounding and it's right. The production quality's not great, but that's kind of cool because it's kind of the anatomy of an album. You know? Right. Yeah, it's something that these guys at one point said this song was good enough to give it a shot. Right. And you know what? Like I said, I think that there's a couple of songs on Girls, Girls, Girls that could have dropped. In favor of that one, I think, because that's just a good hard rock and tune. It's no Nona, but it's, it's pretty no good. Nona. <laughs> oh, I'm out oh, of my man. head without you. My favorite part of one of my favorite parts of our interview with Toby Wright, who worked on that album, I said, <laughs> "Do you remember anything of working on the Girls, Girls, Girls album?" He said, "Not much. Not much. <laughs> I'm sure nobody does." It was Molly Crew at the peak of their partying? We did a song called "So Good, So Bad." Yeah, did we? <laughs> That's oh. a good one, though. Have you heard the Motley Crue song that just came out? No. There's oh. a new Motley Crue song out? Yeah. Kick ass. What's it called? It's called All Bad Things Must Come to an End or something Oh, yeah, like that's that. kind of their theme now, right? Because yeah. they're, they're winding down. I'd rather listen to So Good, So Bad. Really? Yeah. Dang. But, yeah. I don't know. I always love Motley Crue, but, man. Whew. Okay. I'm looking forward to Mick Mars just... Come, oh, when it too. shuts down, coming to Nashville, hanging out, writing some good music, and coming out with that solo album. I'm really, I'm really stoked yeah, about I'm excited that. for that. Okay, so my first one, um, this isn't, I actually have a good story behind this one. If, if A lot of diehard Sabbath fans will know this story, but it's interesting if you don't. Um, the mid-80s were, you know, not a popular time for Black Sabbath. Tumultuous, even. Very. And a lot of the albums that were, that came out initially were intended to be uh, Tony Iommi solo albums, and then every right. time he'd record stuff, the record company would say, "Nope, it needs to be Black Sabbath." Yeah, you got to have the name, man. It's the, it's cash the logo, cow. you know. So um, Tony would always have to recant and end up getting, you know, the band together. So in '86, they start touring for the Seventh Star album, and after a few shows, Glenn Hughes, who was singing at the time, gets into a fist fight, loses his voice due to some sinus and throat injuries. Who's he fighting? I don't know. Just somebody? maybe Ozzy showed up and he beat him up. <laughs> I'm not sure who he was fighting. <laughs> and uh, I can imagine both those. Can you imagine those guys all doped up back to the way they were? Can you back imagine then, Ma- trying Ozzie, to fight Ozzy 1985 era with all the glitter and robes and stuff? <laughs> so Abby got uh, glitter caught in his throat or the something. The 80s were a confusing time. Oh my goodness. So, um, so Ray Gillen <laughs> gets offered the job to replace Glenn Hughes. Right on. And uh, he was singing for the band Rondinelli at the time. Okay. Bobby Rondinelli's right. band. And he had to quit the band. So um, after the Seven Star Tour is over, Black Sabbath records their next album, which is called The Eternal Idol, and they record the whole album with Ray Gillen singing. Right. Of course, a lot of you have heard that album. Well, some of you have heard that album. But not with Ray Gillen But not with Ray Gillen singing. Because due to a mix of financial burden and some writing difficulty, um, they actually brought Bob Daisley in to work on the songwriting for this because Ray Gillen just couldn't come up with stuff for it. He's a great Mm. singer, but apparently not the greatest songwriter or was. And, well, um, Sabbath, you know, you got a certain expectation yeah. with Sabbath, you know, and, and it's hard to mold yourself to somebody else's vision. And there was a lot of miscommunication in the band at the time. I'm, you know, Tony is, from what I've heard from people, is not the easiest person to communicate with at right. times. So there's a lot of confusion going on. They bring in Bob Daisley, who he's got to be pissy. Knows anyway. how to I write. Mean, this is supposed to be an Iomi solo album. Right. And you guys are forced upon me. You know, I'd be a little irritated too. I would think. And uh, drumming on the album at the time was Eric Singer. Well, I wouldn't be irritated about that. Right. And but Ray Gillen and Eric Singer end up quitting the band before the album comes out. Wow. So all of a sudden, Tony Iommi's got an album with no drummer and no singer. That's you know who recorded it. Right. So. 
they have to uh somewhere out there there's a band called Badlands that needs a singer right. and a drummer. Yeah. So they bring in um Tony Martin and he recuts every album, every song on the album, note Which, for note. Which you know, isn't bad. You know, Tony Martin's awesome. We discovered that on the other side of Black Sabbath's uh, episode we did way back when. Yeah. So, and I like Tony Martin. I, like I do a, too. A lot I of the stuff. The hell out of that singer. One little thing that's interesting is Ray Gillen is on the album just for one little thing. There's a sinister, sinister laugh heard on the track "Nightmare." That's Ray Gillen doing the laugh. Sinister laugh. Call me. I'm right. ready. Yeah, he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the tracks that Ray Gillen cut with Black Sabbath. This is a song called Glory Ride.
Man, I gotta imagine if that was the the final cut with Ray singing on it. Yeah. It, you know, no disrespect to Tony Martin, but wow, man. It would have been cool to have a whole album with Ray Gillen singing yeah. with Sabbath. It'd be nice. You could come up with like a double album. Yeah. You know, have the one guy singing on the one, the other guy singing on the other. You bought them both and enjoy them. Right. <laughs> So yeah, so that's pretty you cool. You decide. I, I, I want that when we first decided to do this episode. That was one of the first things I thought of was Ray Gillen singing with Black Sabbath. Right, on. I've that's cool. To play something like that on you the show. You find some pretty magical things in demos. Sometimes. Oh, totally. And you know, talking about magical, I've got one that's really cool. You know, it wasn't all that long ago we we did the episode because we were talking about the spaceman Ace Frehley. You know, mm-hmm. coming off of Space Invader. This year, he's planning on releasing a covers album. Right. And we talked about some of our favorite covers that he could have done. We mm-hmm. picked some pretty damn good ones for him. That was a fun him. show to do. But if I was going to pick, if I had to choose one song for Ace to redo, to, to new, make a new version of, yeah. would be a cover of this old demo. And I'm talking about the song called Audio Video. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've heard it. Oh, I love that song. It's an amazing song. Mm-hmm. you know, And it's just a demo. But it's such a great song. If Ace is going to redo any songs from his own catalog, it's got to be this one when it comes when he does the covers album mm-hmm. because it kicks ass. I, I, as far as I know, this was stuff that he was working on pre Fraley's Comet that would right. have been before '87. Yeah, like, this is '85, I think. When '85, around in there, yeah, you yeah. know. So I don't know as far as demos. You think of the band in the room with you know everybody's mm-hmm. playing with Ace. I kind of picture him in front of a computer. Yeah, pretty much. You know, laying it all out. So as far as I know, this could be Ace Fraley and nobody else. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure Richie Scarlet. Yeah, Richie Scarlet's yeah. probably got a hand in this and John all Regan. that time. Yeah. yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think I think we, he mentioned that he worked on some of those songs. Right on. Yeah. Well, this is a good one. And Ace, if you're going to redo redo anything, please redo this one. Right here, it's Demolicious on the Decibel Geek Podcast. You're going to love this. You're going to say... Ace, you need to do this song up right. It's audio video.
See what I'm saying? Yeah, I uh, the, uh, there's a handful of songs from those demo sessions. I've got yeah. them all. The Girl Can't Dance. Girl Can't Dance. That would be yeah. a good one to redo, he too. He does a cover of an old track called uh, Baby, It's You that's really good. Yeah, yeah. And, what I, I, you know, and I know we're not the biggest keyboard people, but I like that he was putting keyboard stuff into it because it was... It was very left field from what you would have expected from Ace at the time. Right, but that's what was popular at the time. Yeah, it almost has a new wave type sound. Yeah, yeah, almost. And I, yeah, I just thought it was brave stuff to put out. And Ace know? has always been known as a guy that's known to tinker with computers yeah. and synthesizers and things like that. So, you know, it's not a surprise, but if you redo that one, Ixnay on the keyboards, bring the straight guitar <laughs> rock. I, I I think it'd be amazing. And I've read a, a lot of stuff on you know Kiss message boards and stuff, and a lot of fans love that song. It reminds me of a really good Rolling Stones song. Huh? I never thought about it that. Yeah, way. that's the way it hits me. I think it's a. I love it. I'd love to hear it done up proper. I would too. Okay, so my next one. Um, some of these tracks, you know, you'll hear germs of other songs in these tracks. And yeah. My next pick is definitely one of you'll hear parts of two songs from this band and you know in this one this is the first one of the demo episodes we're doing so you're gonna hear a lot of the big name bands in this one so just to give you an idea um i had to do i want to do it there's a lot of really cool van halen demos out there all over the place and this one is is really interesting this was recorded back in 1977 for their warner brothers demo and the you'll recognize the song immediately when you hear the the music but not in this way, because the lyrics are completely 100% different. And pay cool. attention to the end of the song, because you'll hear a part of another song at the end. Nice. This is Van Halen doing a song called Voodoo Queen. <laughs>
Sound a little familiar? Yeah, in different ways. Of course, you'll hear the most of the music for that is from Mean Street that would end up coming out later. Right. And then the end of the song was used for Hot for Teacher. That kind of blows me away that that was, you know, the ending for that Hot for Teacher. They Came just, out at the very beginning. All them years later, they finally found the right song to right. fit that onto. It's a bookend for the Roth years. Yeah, sure is. So, yeah. I like it. I like that a lot. And there's a lot, well, you know, I could play a lot of Van Halen demo. There's a lot of cool ones out there. We're going to do Demolicious, too. Absolutely. You can count on that. So what we got next? Oh, man, I've got something really special here. You know, we're doing demos today. We're doing the spotlight on those. And this is something that you're not going to get anywhere else but in a demo. Right. I'm talking about Metallica. And this is, this is really cool because back in 83, they came out with a demo, I guess, EP, because there was only two songs on it, mm-hmm. called the Megaforce Demos. Readily available on YouTube. You can check it out anywhere. It's been all over the place. Back in those days, yeah. you would have never heard it. Um, you know, it would have been something very days. rare. Yeah. yeah. So, but today, thanks to the internet, right. you know, you got to love it. It's This is the only recording, this Megaforce demo is the only recording that features both Cliff Burton on bass and Dave Mustaine on guitar. Mm. Oh, yeah. This is special. You're going to love it. Crank it up right here. It's Demolicious on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Metallica. It's Dave and Cliff and those other guys. (laughs) Whiplash.
I'll never forget hearing that song on Kill 'Em All for the first time. And I, you know, everything on the album is great. Right. But when that when that song when I first heard that song, I was must have been about eleven or twelve years old. Yeah. And then the drums kick in and it just goes full bore. I mean the whole I thought band, my head was gonna explode. Even even on the demo, you know, the yeah. whole band is just full bored on that one. James yeah. Lars, the drums are killer on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and the fact that it's it's Dave and Cliff at the same time is is just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And it makes it's gotta make you wonder. I mean, I know the people out there listening, you know, and you and me sitting here, it's gotta make you wonder what if, you know, to hear sure. something like that. Because clearly a guitar playing, you listen to it, oh, there's man. no doubt about it that's dave mustaine mm-hmm. you know and so different from kirk hammett you know and and yeah there's some similarities there because the songs are the same yeah. you know compared to what ended up coming out on kill em all but man the groove mm-hmm. and the style is different you know and i think kurt hammett plays cleaner mm-hmm. you know a lot cleaner than yeah. dave but dave's got a lot more just i don't know angst angst it's it's got mustaine in it you know it's i can already i can already hear the comments from listeners are going why does aaron say dave's name that way isn't that how you say it most people say mustaine like like a mustang without the g dave mustaine mustaine right (laughs) you say mustaine that's what i said (laughs) i can already hear the comments it'll turn out i'm Uh, the only one that's right you might be i don't know (laughs) we got to get dave on the show and ask him Either but, way, you but know, hey, what could have been? But yeah, that's yeah. But then, if if he had stayed Metallica, we never would have gotten that wonderful scene in the hotel room of him and Lars doing therapy together. Right, and we would have never. And the got world Megadeth. would have been a much worse place if we never got that. scene. We'd have never got Megadeth, so yeah. the world would have. We got been a lots much of good worse music place. from Megadeth yeah, too, so, so it all works out. It in does the work end. out. I do love that demo though. But that is awesome. Okay. Historic, even. So uh, my next pick is a band that we never talk about. We no, know, we never play. There's some these guys that wear makeup and they've been around for about 40 years. I love that band. Yeah, you must be talking about Kiss, right? No, Insane Clown Posse. Easy O, Insane Clown Posse. Oh, can we? How about Easy O? No, don't worry, we're gonna play Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Had to do a Kiss song, right? House of a Thousand Pressures. (laughs) Oh man! Welcome to the politically incorrect (laughs) Decibel Geek Podcast. If you even get that joke, our, t- our two so Asian talking, listeners are going to start. So we're talking off the about show. Kiss, huh? Yeah, we're talking about Kiss. <laughs> okay, that band. Um, we had uh, we had a real Christmas present last year as Kiss fans when somebody, one of the quote unquote hoarders, decided to release some uh, long hidden demos from from Kiss's early days. That's awesome when that happens. And uh, I think this one was part. I think this one was recorded at the same time as the other two, the same session. Um, like two of them that came out were there was one called Smoke, which is like it ain't the smoke that burns. Right, you. that's a good one. I like that a lot. And that then, would have been a great Kiss song to make it on totally. an album. And then another one, which was a really odd song called Mistake. It's almost the country like, it's a song. country song yeah. with like a lap steel part on it. But it's still pretty cool. I know, but picturing Ace in a spaceman outfit and makeup playing, playing a lap a steel, steel guitar, <laughs> yeah, strange. But uh, it couldn't have been him. I mean, really? Yeah, and uh, from my research, um, these were recorded at Magna Graphics Studio in August of nineteen seventy. So I'm thinking this was, and unless I'm wrong, I'm thinking this was the Dress to Kill session. Okay. Um, and I believe this was, I think it all three of these songs right. were recorded. And this is another song where musically you'll hear one thing and then lyrically you'll hear another and you go, oh, wait, that was used in this song. And then Aaron yeah. figured out something that's interesting. But So this is a Kiss song that never got released called Nightfly. Thank you. 
bit of lyrically sweet pain which i'm yeah. sure a lot of you figured out and as a kiss fan you know i hear a couple of different things in there but the beginning even though the tone is different in the guitar yeah. i totally hear the riff for mainline yeah and i would dun, never would have picked dun, up on that dun, dun. it's just yeah, fingered it's a little differently yeah but the and it's got that the lead guitar's got that flange on it and that's why i think it's the same session because smoke has a, a flange guitar part on it too. yeah it also all, all three sound like they came from the same demo session wow if you've got kiss reel to reels in your cool. basement and you're hoarding them please what are you waiting them. for put them on youtube already oh i i still listen to those regularly because oh, yeah, it was such too. a it, it was an awesome day when those things got leaked yeah i was like holy shit these are songs that never got released smoke is an awesome it song is. i really like that a and lot. even though that the steak is so out out of left field it's still i still really it's a too. cool thing to listen to yeah it is but, I uh, like it a lot. So there's the the kiss for the for the week. It wouldn't be the Decibel Geek podcast <laughs> without it. So what do you got next? I've got one, and you know this kind of just breaks down again to what I've realized about doing a little research on on these demos is that nine times out of ten, a demo is the band in a room playing a song. Yeah, you know it's them doing it live as best as they can. You know, as a representation of what they want for the album. So back when they're working on Use Your Illusion albums, Guns N' Roses is in there working on some stuff. And, you know, talk about a fantastic freaking band, you know, just kicking ass and getting something that's a little bit raw. You mm-hmm. know, it's not the, the bells and whistles and the, the nice polished final product you're going to get when Use Your Illusion comes out. Like this, estranged. <laughs> like estranged, you know, yeah. over-polished, overproduced, yeah, you know. Over-produced. But this is a song that really kicks ass off them, and it's a song called Don't Damn Me. Now, this is the demo version of it, and I found this on YouTube. And the cool thing about it is it's really got a vibe of the song is pretty close to being complete, mm-hmm. but not quite all the way done yet. All right. So you're going to get the taste of like a progression of what this song started out as and what it became. Okay. So right here for you on the Decibel Geek Podcast, the one and only Guns N' Roses back in their prime. And this one's called Don't Damn Me. Thank you. 
Pretty close to the original, but uh, yeah. but it's got a, a kind of a raw energy to it. Right, yeah. definitely. And it's like you can almost tell, it almost feels like Axel's kind of reading the words as he's, yeah. he's singing it, but he, you know, he's kind of reading it like they don't they don't fully have it together right yet, you know but it's it's still a damn good demo version a place to start you know and what it could become and it becomes a fantastic song it's one of the best i don't give a fuck songs i've ever exactly heard. <laughs> heck yeah i like that's it that's cool all right so my next one is a uh a song that would they the band that's doing it would borrow much later down the road part of this this demo and use it for something else um Cinderella there's a if you go on YouTube there's a lot of Cinderella demos from their early days a lot of them actually from like 83 to 85 right on in between commercials they were filming in between chili dog commercials yeah, chili dog yeah, commercials that's chili dog look that up on YouTube <laughs> it's cool um so this was recorded somewhere between 1983 and 1985 I don't know when um and it would later on be bluesed up and put on another song and I'll tell you that after the song. Yeah, see if you can recognize it. This is Cinderella with a demo called Devil in Disguise.
So there it is. Man. Not, not the greatest of sound quality, but it's a cool song. No, it's still a really cool song. And, you know, like you say, it would go on. That's like that's kind of like the Van Halen thing, how mm-hmm. so many years later it came back up. Yeah, because that was, ba- that was as, as early as it gets for Cinderella. And then late, many years later, they would record an album called Heartbreak Station, and they would use kind of the main part of that main riff for kind of a bluesier song called The More Things Change. Which is a cool song. It is. That so it's kind of neat that great. they revisit something so far back, you know. Yeah. But then it was, when that album came out, they were almost like a different band because then they kind of got away from the straight-up rock and were doing more bluesy yeah. stuff. But they took that, you know, a song that's got a framework of being just a straight-up hard rock song. Yeah. But then again, what is hard rock at the end? I it's don't blues, know. you know? I always respected that about Cinderella because they would always keep that that old school bluesy yeah. sound. Even on even in the mid mid eighties, they were doing it for sure. Even they didn't look like any blues guys at all. No, but, <laughs> but they uh, they certainly had that sound when they wanted to. Blind Melon Chitlin was rolling in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Johnson with makeup. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Cinderella. Heck yeah, I like that, and that that goes back to the thing where it's it's again, you know, with with the Cinderella demo like that. Those are those guys sitting in a room trying to freaking nail it yeah. because you know that's what they're you know that's what they're using to promote their band. That's what is going to get this band signed, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've got one that's just like that. In uh, back in I guess eighty nine or uh, yeah eighty nine ninety around in there, Ugly Kid Joe is working on some demo songs because they desperately want to be signed by a record company, just like Cinderella, just like Metallica, and some of these other bands we played today. Yeah, pouring their hearts into it, you know. It's it that's what's kind of special about a demo, you know, because you listen to it, and you know, this is basically these guys playing this song live mm-hmm. as best as they can do it. Because this is going to represent them to whether they make it or not. Yeah. So here's a prime example of that. A band in a room, kicking ass, rocking out. Here's Ugly Kid Joe. Thanks to Metal Mike from Instagram for hooking me up with this one. Awesome demo of a song called Too Bad.
solos in that yeah. song are freaking mind-blowing and that's, that's a good thing about demos is you're hearing the uh the real deal the inspiration going through the music it's, yeah it's, it's the before, real deal before they've done 50 takes of a song you know right yeah because you get to some of those like the guns and roses one where it's like these guys are well into their career at this point mm-hmm. you know and they're demoing songs for a new album You know, as opposed to like when we talk to Michael Wagner, you know, kind of the same as like uh, when Skid Row with the Slave to the Grind, where the song was basically the demo where it's these guys are in a room kicking ass, firing on all cylinders. This is the result. Mm -hmm. You can't do any better. Sometimes you can't duplicate the the fire of the first take. Yeah. And when they're trying so hard Mm -hmm. to get it just right so that they can get that big record contract and make rock and roll history, which a lot of the bands that we've played today have. Oh, oh, yeah. you know. And granted, you're not going to be able to go out and buy albums with these demos on them, except for maybe the first Crew song, because that one's yeah. on that Supersonic and Demonic Relics. That's available on Amazon.com. Yeah. And you know, maybe you can't get that Black Sabbath demo, but you can get the actual version of the album. Oh, yeah, you can. And you can get Ace Fraley and Van Halen there and Metallica and Kiss and... Yep. The links to all these bands are in the show notes. We are the Decibel Geek Podcast. It's our job to turn you on to rock and roll. You heard these demos today. Maybe you haven't ever heard any of their real music. You owe it to yourself to check it out. So go to decibelgeek.com. You find the Amazon link right there. You click on that. It's going to take you to Amazon. You're not going to pay a penny more than you would have spent. You can buy every album we've talked about by every band that we've talked about here today and have talked about throughout the history of the Decibel Geek podcast. You can buy a car. You can buy a boat. You can buy a mansion. I don't know if they sell mansions. They sell just about everything on Amazon. Just about everything. So you can buy whatever you want. Whatever it is, as long as you went through the Decibel Geek link at the website, yep. you're gonna give the Amazon is gonna give us a kickback. Yes. You don't pay nothing extra. They give it to us because we sent you to them. Right. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it makes the world go around. It really, truly does. It makes the, lights, the lights stay on. on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It keeps the, the computers, the outlets still work when we plug the computers in, the, the microphones that need to be plugged into the board that needs to be plugged into the wall. It keeps the electricity on. Yes. We want to do a free show. We've been doing a free show for a long time. Long time. One way or another, we're going to f- always find a way to keep this show free, but totally. we can always use the help. Absolutely. And also... You know, if you don't know, we haven't promoted it a lot. There, we do have T-shirts available, all the, all different kinds too. And they're the coolest. Yeah, we get T-shirts, hoodies, 
You can get you can get iPhone covers, Android covers. You can get a duvet cover for your bed. Nice. Not kidding. You can. You say duvet cover, I automatically think it's like the thing you put around the top of the toilet bowl. That's fancy. We gotta get one of those. Yeah. I'll work on it. <laughs> I'll see if our shop does that. So if you got a big job interview coming up, you know, and you want to make a good impression, you get yourself a Decibel Geek t shirt t shirt to wear in to your job interview. Totally. Get hired for sure. Yeah. No doubt about there's it. There's stickers, we're working on getting guitar picks, all that good stuff. Nice. Yeah, so the, lots of good stuff on the way. Just go to the Decibel Geek website and hit click on the shop button, and that'll take you right to it. Right, right to on. the store and buy While you're stuff. there, check out the articles. Please do, yeah. Lots of great writers doing lots of cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, a lot going on. So I got one more to play us out. Demolicious. It has been demolicious today. It's been fun. Um, this is an interesting song, because this is, and this song sounds very finished, because it really is a finished song, but it wasn't released. This is a Judas Priest song, and... It, it's a confusing thing because it was officially released as a bonus track on the remaster in 2001 for Screaming for Vengeance. Okay. But Love it, that album. But it wasn't recorded for Screaming for Vengeance. No? It was recorded in 1985 for Turbo. Wait a minute. I'm confused. Me too. <laughs> for some, I guess all my own, this is just me venturing a guess. All I can figure is. It got cut from Turbo. Why? I don't know. It's better than a lot of songs on Turbo. Yeah. Um, but they they thought enough of it when they put out Screaming for Vengeance that they were like, well, let's put it on here because it needs to get released. That's all I can figure. Maybe they felt like, you know, it wasn't in the style of Turbo, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, because it fit better on Screaming And when for you hear it, it has that production sound that Turbo has. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's a it's a really good song. And, you know, and this is the age of, right, this is smack dab in the middle of power ballad decade. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're talking Judas Priest Turbo, who else, you know what we're talking about. But who else do you want to sing a power ballad than this guy? Right. I mean, you don't get a better voice than this. So from the Turbo Sessions, but released on Screaming for Vengeance, closing us out today is Judas Priest with an awesome song called Prisoner of Your Eyes, and we'll see you next week. See you. When I saw your face, I became a prisoner of your eyes.
If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.